Hello and welcome to, well, another bank holiday weekend edition of the Sheffield uh, Hopcast. We are still in lockdown. We did think about all having a drive up to Durham and doing the show from, uh, from, from there this weekend, but we decided that, that you know, it wouldn't be appropriate. So here we are. We're still all in our respective homes. Uh, we have uh, two guests with us today. We have Heather and Michael, who run Out and About. We'll meet them properly in just a minute. Um, Sean set us the challenge at the end of last week's edition uh, to each come up with a beer that is inspired by our guests this week. Um, so let's see what we've come up with. Sean, it's only right to come to you first. Okay. Um, yeah, the pressure is on. So I, the obvious thing would have been to uh, go for uh, Michael and Heather's beer that they've done with Lost Industry. But of course, I uh, left it um, uh, back at the, uh, the warehouse on Friday. So I've made a complete bollocks up of my original one. And so what I've gone for instead, uh, I, I think Heather and Michael are a brilliant example of um, modern day Sheffield as far as beer is concerned. Um, it, it has a reputation for being a bit of a, a pipe of cask type destination, but with people like Michael and Heather working, running brilliant pubs, and both I'm sure love a pint, uh, uh, 4% cask, but both of them I know love interesting, different and world-leading beers. So I've gone for a Steel City beer. They represent Steel City, and I've gone for a Steel City beer, um, which is a shame, of course. We all we all um, hate Dave um, with a passion. And uh, uh, so uh, advertising his beer and giving him a little bit of a platform on here is not something I'm, I'm particularly comfortable with. But of course, this beer is also linked to um, Heather particularly, in that uh, the pub that we'll, we'll hear a, a talk about shortly is linked to the crew. And this is uh, Corvus Crew. is a beer that Adam, um, Chris and Kate brewed with Dave. And originally a brute sour IPA, New Zealand dry hopped. But this particular version that Dave's just released uh, has been aged for six months in Bordeaux red wine barrels with lots of grapes. So nice and modern, nice and complex. And so that's why it's inspired by uh, Heather and Michael. Good stuff. Sounds like a very interesting beer. Looking forward to uh, hearing yeah. what you make of it. Uh, right then, let's go to Laura. Of course, where we go to Laura, there's two things we have to find out. One, which is her beer choice, and the other, which is her choice of attire. Cool. So I have gone for the obvious choice and have got my hands on the recent Lost Industry, Sheffield Beer Week, and Out and About release, A Simple Life. Uh, carrot and beetroot goes. Um, I love beetroot, so I'm very excited to try this, and I really hope it's pink. So I'll find that out shortly. Um, and um, t-shirt wise, it's uh, two little foxes, and it's from um, a holiday I went on four years ago. I think it's a brewery called Equinox in Fort Collins in Colorado, um, which. Uh, is the best place I've ever been drinking beer and the whole kind of beer, uh, the, the town um, in general is the best place um, just for, it's the beer industry there is completely, it's just so much more progressive than anything I've ever seen in this country. Uh, the pubs really feel like they're all 
for everyone. They don't have to make a big deal out of any anyone being welcome because everybody just is. And I think it's something that uh, we can really look towards in this country and that the work that people like Heather and Michael do uh, helps us get there. So that's why I'm wearing this T-shirt as well. Um, so, yeah. Good stuff. All right, then. Um, Adam, or is it is it Barry this week, or is it Adam? We'll find out. How are we doing? Oh, no, it is Adam. It's definitely Adam. Okay. Um, I, too, went and got a kind of the... Um, the out and about collaboration my second attempt actually i knew they had some found out they had some at the green shop which i've talked about before so i went for a wander down after work tuesday just so i get in there i could see him closing all the doors up and realize it's shut at five o'clock and it was five o'clock so i had to double back around with four-year-old wondering why we'd not gone into the shop and all that was closed so i managed to get down again and i've got a couple of cans of it so yeah looking forward to it Excellent stuff. Uh, I did. I was. Um, I was paying attention to what you were saying, but I was distracted by Laura pouring the uh, beer, uh, and that is a cracking colour for a beer. It must be said that is a beautiful colour. Looking forward to that, it, uh, Adam. It's going to match your t-shirt really well. Yeah. Um, right. So on to me and um, my selection. So I've been inspired by obviously Michael is bar manager at the Devonshire Cat, which we'll um, talk about. Um, so I used it as an excuse to. Uh, I've got You're some right internet now. issues going on. Right, okay. Long story short, I'm having Wanderer because it's good. That's that's my that's my reasoning. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's the that's the uh, much shortened version of that. Uh, so on to our guests. Um, Heather is. I hope I'm going to get this right. Bar manager at the Rutland Arms. Uh, Michael is bar manager at the Devonshire Cat. Both places that we've done episodes of the uh, podcast from before. Uh, in fact, the Rutland on numerous occasions that we've uh, done episodes from the upstairs room there. Um, together, you are co-founders of Out and About, um, and we'll kind of find out uh, more about that in a moment. But beers first. So, Heather, what have you got? I've got a twelve fourth birthday birthday special New Zealand pale. Um, I just really like New Zealand pails and like two all, and it's got a really pretty label that matches my hair, which is another reason because I like it when beards match my hair. So you should have done the lipstick to match the bottom colour. You should have done like a purple lipstick and like (laughs) hair and gone full. Nice. I mean, the good thing is, I mean, you guys don't have to justify the connection of the beer to you because you've picked it. So, like, you know, the, I mean, I there's, there's no connection needed. Out the fridge because it matched my hair, and I dyed my hair about an hour ago. So it was feeling quite inspirational to do something that was blue. Brilliant. And Michael, what have you gone for? I have actually um, gone with the theme a little bit. I've gone for the birthday dinosaurs, which is a collab between Marble and the Queer Brewing Project. Um, just a um, papaya and guava Berliner Weiss like 4%. It's a beer that's celebrating the first birthday of the Queer Brewing Project and their original beer, which was a Dinosaurs Would Die with a Marble Brewery in Manchester. Uh, I have seen that a couple of places and thought it sounds beautiful. So uh, another one that I'd be looking forward to hearing what you think to it. Um, okay, so let's talk about Out and About. Um, you've been going for what, just over a year, is it? Is it now? Um, and, and I guess between you, just tell us all about it. Uh, so we started, we started yeah, a year ago in March. Uh, we Came up with the idea almost two years ago now at Pride in Sheffield, so it would have been July 2018. And that aspect of it was just that we were drunk after many beers at Pride. Couldn't really go somewhere that we and the people that we were with, because we were in quite a big group of people, 
knew that we could feel comfortable in like looking a certain way and definitely showing our queerness. And after a lot of drunken chats about that, we decided that we'd start this, uh, which we aim just to be a sort of social group that created and tried to like represent social uh, places that were like safe spaces for people and show people that there was a safe space for them to drink within the craft beer community. Yeah. I'd said that you've covered it pretty well there. Um, it, yeah, it's like Heather said, we, we didn't, when we wanted to go somewhere after pride and we we're all dressed up in rainbow flags and all the stuff you wear when you're at pride. Um, and we weren't really sure where we could go. Um, but would serve the kind of beer that we enjoy drinking whilst also us in all our garb being welcomed. Um, obviously the, the pubs that we work at are great for that. Um, but you don't always want to go to the place you work, especially when you're not at a few beers at pride. Um, and so we thought actually it was a good thing to start an initiative whereby um, people knew that it would be safe. People could recognize pubs that would welcome them and make them feel safe. And I know I have a lot of queer friends who actually do avoid going to like typical beer pubs, especially like a Cascale. Um, they say, oh, oh, it's an old man's pub. And they have lots of, lots of associations with that um, and feel unsafe there. So it's kind of try, trying to break that barrier down. Okay, so um, uh, a year and a, and a few weeks on, although um, a lot of those weeks have been um, fairly quiet ones in terms of the beer scene. Um, how are things going then? How how's the group progressed over the course of that kind of you know fourteen fifteen months? Uh, so, I mean, when we started, we didn't really know what to expect, and we were quite because we started in Sheffield Beer, we, we had quite a big first event, but no one really knew who we were because we just had a very local following on social media but since then we've definitely progressed throughout the country and a little bit overseas as well mainly because we've not seen many people doing the same thing and I think we've realized that there is an audience for it uh this year we had like we went to friends family and beer which was really exciting doing a talk there was I assume the highlight of both of our years yeah definitely Uh, I'm actually drinking at my friends family and beer glass me too so, oh, nice. <laughs> uh, so that yeah, we uh, we got asked to talk there. Um, uh, we did a, It was meant to be fifteen minutes. We ended up talking for forty-five minutes, rabbiting on about probably the same stuff that we'll rabbit on about today. But that was probably the the best thing that's happened in the past yeah. 13, 13 months. Adam, Adam, I'm interested. I'm interested in, in your your makeup advice. Are we all are we all going to get some advice individually, advice. or are you? <laughs> Lipstick for Heather early. I'm thinking well, about using moisturizer. Heather, Heather goes quite extreme with colours of lipstick. <laughs> so I just thought that like a, a dark purple would be out of the question to match. We, the, we, we should have a makeup makeup corner each week for you just to suggest <laughs> a few ideas. I have got some lip gloss literally sitting here, a purple one as well at like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that <laughs> live podcast, I will happily be the makeup artist. For the, for the <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that job. <laughs> I think we've got James, James, James has, has got uh, Wanderer, I think, as well. So do you think this explains um, why he keeps wandering <laughs> No, it's, it's something to do with my internet signal keeps dropping out and it's resetting my um, settings. It's doing something very strange. But um, anyway, what I was getting at was kind of asking you really um, your take, and this is up to anyone really, kind of your take on, on the beer scene in Sheffield and kind of how open-minded it is and, you know, how I guess how you've been received with the group because I know you've done some pub crawls and things like that as well haven't you what what kind of uh, reaction have you have you had generally speaking it's mostly positive definitely um there's not been a whole lot of resistance to it but there's been the odd grumble and the odd message and stuff like that that's well to be expected 
Um, I think it has been overwhelmingly positive. Um, but then I think a lot of that is from people we know and trust in Sheffield and know us anyway. Um, and because when we do our pub crawls, it's like myself and Heather are always there, plus lots of other people from around the industry. It's quite, we're quite easily recognisable and people know us and know that we're queer and have always been very friendly. Um, I think what we did discover is that like we wanted to open it up to more venues rather than just the ones we knew and what we knew for, were, we were familiar with. Um, because we were finding that we were going to the same ones that we'd go into anyway. We're not, we weren't really making any progress. We weren't really like breaking any barriers. We're just going to things we knew were safe already. Um, so I think it, it does depend. We definitely do get some strange looks on pub crawls sometimes. And there has been a couple of incidents, but it has been overwhelmingly positive. Uh, do you think Sheffield as well is quite a positive place for that? Mm-hmm. And it's got quite a history of a lot of uh, queer history in Sheffield in terms of beer anyway, which I think has made it a great place to start something. Is this your third beer you've done or your second beer you've done collaboratively? You did the fourth. Did fourth. Third or fourth. It's We Third did fourth. the um, launch beer with Aberdale, yep. which was setting out. Then we did a chocolate orange stout oh. with Blue Bee. Um, and then was it this? It was this because we meant to do it beat next week. We got into lockdown. Yeah, and then we did the Simple Life as well. Yeah. And we've done the collab with Aberdale and the Queer Brewing Project. Also, I, that, I can't remember which order we did those things. It was very quick. I think the, oh, yeah, sure. this is technically the fourth because the collab with the Queer Brewing Project was a third. Yeah. Do you find that's quite a good kind of way of sort of spreading the word then to people? Obviously, both work at bars. So do you tend to get a lot of questions about what it is or what? Is it kind of a good sort of starting point about talking about the beer? Or do people just you find that they're just drinking it anyway? <laughs> it's just they have no association to it. Or? <laughs> A lot of people drink it anyway, because uh, with two of the beers that we've had on, so the both of the Abbeydale ones, both times people have gone, oh, this is a really colourful pump clip. I really like how colourful this pump clip is. I'm going to buy that beer. And I'm like, <laughs> you don't necessarily get why it's so colourful, but at least you're buying it because it's colourful, so it kind of works. I think Interested one, in of the, the re- go on, sorry. one of the reasons that I particularly like the stuff that you do as well, obviously it comes from... Out and about comes from an LGBTQ plus focus, but it's it's about being a nice environment for everyone, you know, and it's encouraging anybody who might not feel safe going into a pub to come in and like I you know, that's what I really like, that the events are completely inclusive, um, that you've done. Um, you know, I've really enjoyed the ones that I've come on and the range of people that have been there has been, you know, really really lovely you know it's it's just a completely all-encompassing thing with with a focus that that sometimes gets uh, swept under the carpet so I just wanted to add that as well that it is something that <clears throat> is nice for our entire beer community 100% yeah we're not we're definitely while we do tend to focus on queer stuff because both myself and Heather are queer it makes it a lot easier to focus on that um obviously it is just aimed at being um, welcoming to everyone and one of the things I'm most proud of um, with Out and About and the socials we've been doing is anyone who's come to one of the socials will know that the atmosphere is always really really nice it's always really welcoming it's always really relaxed and like I've had lots of people comment on coming to a social and saying oh well this has been great like it's a lot less like formal than I thought it'd be it's a lot less um, like structured it's just everyone chills out and has a nice time and there's very little judgment and I'm really proud of the atmosphere we managed to create in our socials 
I'm going to ask this now because um, I'll, I'll, I'll forget later on um, or we'll be at a rush later on because we'll only have a couple of minutes left. But um, if anyone wants to find out more about the group or get involved or obviously at the moment, I guess there's no events coming up. But, you know, once we start to see a bit of normality restored um, and maybe, you know, you do have some more events on, what's the best way of people kind of keeping tabs on what you're doing? Yeah, those all just out and about chef um, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We post regularly on all of them and we will be, we always answer messages on wherever people message us at. So yeah, all forms of social media are great places to find us and to just see if you don't want to chat to us, we will post every event we're doing. We did a Zoom the other day, so we might do another one of those soon if people are interested. I'm still recovering from that Zoom, so we'll have to... (laughs) that's become story of lockdown isn't it zoom hangover it's become a yeah thing. Uh, so moving moving on to some um beer news this week although my my technical issues are knowing no bounds this week um so the sheffield steel city beer festival isn't happening this year which we um touched on last week we thought that would be the case the other big news in the beer world um is marston's merging with carlsberg which means that Brewdog is now the um largest independent brewery in the uk um any thoughts on this sean you're our kind of our beer industry commentator what, what's your take on it uh, James, I'd miss that completely. Oh, so sometimes I, I've got my head down so much uh, uh, looking at what we do, I, I had totally missed that. So, um, well, happened yesterday. Uh, did it? All right, yeah. Uh, totally missed it. I think it. it happened a couple of days before we discussed it at our social on Friday. Oh, right. Maybe I missed I think it. it happened, no, yeah, I think yesterday. it happened Thursday because we discussed it. We had a conversation about it at the social. Cool. And what, what was said at the social about it? Um... I think a lot of people like kind of saw it coming a little bit. Obviously, that like, like you said, that leaves Brewdog as the biggest now technically independent brewery in the country, and I think it leaves um, Saint Austell's as maybe the biggest family-run business now, rather than Marston's. Um, I think there was mixed feelings. I think like this is just going to be inevitable. I think during lockdown, I think we're going to actually see a lot more of um, breweries being succumbed to other um, bigger companies. Um, just because it's a tough time for everyone. It's inevitable there's going to be buyouts, I think, from the people who can afford to do so um, to the people who have to kind of like make the worst, the best of a bad situation. Yeah, sure. I think that's that's fair points and um, be interesting to see now. Obviously, it's going to be a different era of brewing, isn't it? When when things, you know, do start to get moving again and, um, you know, we may well see a lot of other um, breweries ultimately having to merge or, or come up with other ways of kind of keeping going. Uh, right, let's um, let's talk about the beers then. Sean, what's, um, what's your Steel City like? Is it as good as your description kind of lined it up on. as it was going to be? Yeah, hold on. It was absolutely bone dry. Um, which a brew type year should be, of course. Um, uh, just a gentle sourness to it. Uh, both I and, and Dave, um, uh, unpronounceable, of course, who, who run Steel City, we're not massive fans of barrel aging um, often. Uh, I know Dave likes a rum barrel aged beer, but we will, we will often challenge people to say that no barrel aged beer has ever been improved uh, on its original form. Um, but I, I like this particularly, uh, the, the red wine barrel aging gave it a nice dark fruitiness and um, I could get grapes from it as well. So not a beer I would particularly um, pick or select as a favourite of mine in terms of its style, but uh, it's all gone in an absolute flash. 
so uh, really enjoyed it. I don't tell Dave, and I don't think he watches these, so uh, I think we're safe on that. Interested in trying that actually because I'm, I've, you remember a few weeks yes. ago I mentioned trying that. Barry, Barry is back. Yes, <laughs> it was one of the days we had on draft when when we had to close, and it was really upsetting because it was really nice. Dave texted me saying, "Do you want me to bring you a proper clump clip?" And then I think we closed the next day, and I was like, oh. "It's fine, don't worry." Uh, what's uh, what's just like? Sure? Sorry, I was, I, yeah, I was just. Yeah. Well, I, I guess this is this is joint review, isn't it, from uh, Laura and Adam? I mean, and no pressure here, but you've literally got two of the people that brewed the beer right below you on the screen. So, yeah, it's really good. I, I'm really enjoying it. You go first, Adam. I've talked way more than well, you actually, today. Yes, I've, I actually had the other can the other day, so I've, I've already had it. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I won't really know what to expect from it, to be honest. And it is quite an unusual mix of ingredients for beer. I don't think I've knowingly had any never mind them together but yeah it's really it's really fruity even though neither of them are fruits um yeah it's it's, it's good it's um i can't really i can't think what it tastes like really but you do kind of get that sort of you can tell it's got something slightly more savory in it but um it's still quite fruity as well it's kind of it's, it's unusual earthy, but it's not Adam. earthy fruitiness an earthy fruitiness earthy yeah yeah that's yeah that's 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 what we're looking for, yeah. It's well, good. they're both vegetables that you can make cakes out of, aren't they? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm really, really enjoying it. I think it you can taste that both the carrot and the beetroot. There's a slight little salinity to it that's really lovely as well, but really nice acidity. Like you say, really, really fruity. And, um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Good work, team. Mm. Well, you, what, what um, did you come up with that? I, I was wondering, interested what, who came up with the ingredients and what, what um, did that come so from anything in it particular? Was, yeah, it was inspired by um, the Friends of Edward Carpenter Foundation, which um, some of the profits from the beer are going to go to. Um, Edward Carpenter was like a um, Sheffield-based poet and socialist who, um, around in the late 1800s, who championed um, gay rights as well. Um, and he very much championed the idea of the market garden, that growing locally in small areas, they sell locally. Um, so he thought we'd use like things that he would have had on his allotment, basically, carrot and beetroot. And yeah, the Friends of Edward Carpenter are basically a Sheffield organisation that's trying to get a um, memorial of him in the city uh, centre. Awesome. So that's what he's inspired that's by. awesome. Cool. Um, Heather, the first time that you drank the beer, were you happy with it? I drank, so I tried it on cask first, and I wasn't that, I, I, I feel like, because it was on, we had it on at uh, Sheffield Beer Week, on cask and care get the Devonshire cat. Yeah, and on cask I was a little bit not not I didn't hate it, but I didn't necessarily want another half when I finished it. And then on keg I did really enjoy it. And then I had another can on Friday, and I kind of forgot entirely what it tasted like because it had been two months. And uh, I, I, I did enjoy it. It wouldn't be something I'd normally go for because I'm not a massive fan of earthy flavors. And if I'm drinking something that's sour, I'd normally have it like so sour that my eyes hurt but I, I, yeah it's not it's not my favourite beer in the world but I'm a fan good stuff and um, what's your uh, what's your beer like tonight it's nice it's like not overly I'm not into the sort of west coast thing that seems to be around loads at the moment when everything just tastes a little bit too hot burny I think sometimes it's really nice really light uh, classic sort of New Zealand pale 
Yeah, on that subject, actually, what um, what I remember why I love Wanderer so much is that it's just really well balanced. Like it is a a, a deeply very very um, hoppy beer. But I had um, I had double dry hopped transmission from North this week, which I've been looking forward to for ages. And I had it, and I I just didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I was going to do. And I, I couldn't figure out why. And I realised it's because it didn't have the balance. Like it was just too much. It was just overbearing, um, and doing a really balanced that's not got that that hot burn um beer is is a great success which i think is what wanderer does really really well so very impressed with it um michael what's uh what's yours like it sounds really, fantastic by the description yeah it really is good it's um it's not particularly tart it's got a slight almost like funkiness to it um really fruity get lots of the guava through it's got a nice dry finish at the end as well i think it's got a lot of flavor four percent definitely Are you stuck i really want to try that beer i loved the um the dinosaurs style last year. So I, th- I think they've sold out now, on the, at least at the marble shop. I might know a guy that's still got some, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we took uh, 72 cans of it, and so it went really well when we posted it online. But uh, we're also putting it into a lot of our 50-50 boxes. We've got a lot of people after sour beers and that from those. So um, it's... Uh, it's still about in, in plentiful supply, so no panic from anyone. There's no there's no panic. <laughs> All right, I guess we should talk venues as well then, because um, obviously at the moment, you know, we are still in lockdown. Um, it might be that in the next few days that we get a bit of an idea about what the next stage of stuff reopening is going to be, but it does feel like pubs and stuff are a little while away. Um, so you're both in, um, or you both work at, at venues that obviously are, are just closed at the moment. There's been a few places that have opened back up doing um, things like um, kind of, you know, off-site beers and things like that. Um, Heather, what's kind of the situation with the, the Rutland? Are you all kind of stomping at the bit ready to get back? Yeah, I mean, I personally am. I The, the moment I found out I couldn't work anymore, I had an hour-long cry. Because I'm that weirdo that gets upset that they can't do work. <laughs> uh, I miss it. Uh, eventually, yeah, it's it's that line between really wanting to go back and really not wanting to go back until it's safe enough, which is a lot of the question at the moment. But um, I can't wait. I just can't wait to be back behind a bar. I think I'd go behind any bar right now. Just, just want to serve a drink more than anything. <laughs> Sounds really um, it's like over two months since we've been in an actual pub now. And it just I, all, all of you that have come in on the first day that I'm working are going to get the worst pulled pints. That, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, I'm just going to be stood there. I've been trying to practice in my dreams, but I don't, I don't think I can do it. <laughs> and um, Michael, Devon Chikat, obviously, um, other, other kind of side of... of town or you know, certainly like a little bit further kind of towards the centre of town um, and a, a bigger pub as well I mean I guess in terms of you know if pubs you know have to have kind of social distancing and stuff like that the Devonshire Cat is it's a pretty big space isn't it? Yeah um, I think that's definitely something that could work in our benefit however I think city centre pubs at the moment I read a really good article on it um, I can't remember who's it by now so I can't quote it unfortunately uh, recently how city centre pubs are going to be more adversely affected than um, other pubs because um, obviously a lot of people the season is mainly for workers and the after work trade if no one's going to work then no one's buying pints whereas your local that's outside the season and probably is going to get their trade back a lot quicker so I think there's pros and cons to that yeah, yeah it'll cool. be interesting to see what happens with office you know and my my sister works in a city centre office and she's being told she won't be going back till at least January yeah um, 
So it is. It's uh, it's just it's just so hard to predict, though, isn't it? And you know, just gonna have to see what happens. But I can't wait to go back to the pub. We'll link in Rutland into it. The same has happened with universities. Universities don't know that they're going to go back for a very, very long time. So, like, that's a lot of trade for both myself and Heather that's not going to be there, presumably, for a long time. So, I think... Time, we it's, can only fit five people inside that pub if everyone's distancing. Exactly. <laughs> it won't be too hard to get full with social distancing. Technique. Yeah. I think just the staff sitting there every night would feel like we're... Right, well, cool right we've got we've got about six minutes left let's talk about any good bank holiday beers that anyone's had mm. right, verdant. yeah I, I had a verdant beer and typically uh, the name was particularly difficult to remember but i think it was something like um uh, i am going to need your signature or, or something of that nature and I think it's a mosaic pale and stunning. Um, mandarin orange, lovely and delicate. It was less than 5%, I think, from memory. And that's the best beer I've had in the last month or so. Really just classic, classy beer. The one that, the one that impressed me, which I didn't even... I didn't even think I was going to enjoy. I, got, I kind of got one just because it were available where I was, which is the... Um, uh, Chin Brun, the St. Mars of the Desert one, which is like a Belgian brown with orange peel or something. Yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. Like, it's just not my style at all, but um, I've been and got another one, so... Um, yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that it's if, if you don't think you like that style, it's still worth having oh, that yeah. beer. Beautiful. <clears throat> yeah. Cool. Um, Anyone else, Laura? Anything good? I've mainly been drinking... Uh, Keller Pills and Bloody Marys this bank holiday. <laughs> it has not been a particularly beer-focused one for me, but uh, they've both been good. Got a box of lager from uh, Lost and Grounded um, a couple of weeks ago that's been going down very well. So, yeah, I've just been chilling out and enjoying those, really. It's funny you should say that, because I think that's what's mostly stopped my fridge is Lost and Grounded lager. I must have had like several like 12 and 24 packs from Lost and Grounded to get in for all the lagers. I think like this weekend I had a really nice um, mango and chili goes from Corehead Brewery in Finland, Ooh. and it was really strange because like obviously you expect it just like a fiery mango beer, but it was complete opposite. Um, the mango added a nice sweetness, but it didn't really taste. It tasted like chilies, like the flavour of chili came without much of the heat. And I never really had a beer that did that before. I had I expected like a big fruity beer that had a bit of heat to it. And it was the opposite. It was it ate the flavours more of the chili, and it just wasn't spicy at all. But it was really really nice. Have you got a hot sauce jumper on, Heather? Just while Michael makes his chili. Of course she has. That is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) It's because, much like Laura has been saying, I've got this when we finish. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that a Bloody massive Mary Bloody Mary? Mary. <laughs> like a pint of Bloody Mary. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of it's ice. Oh, yeah, it's still a pint. It's not, it's not even it. legal. A pint of Bloody Mary. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure you'd be able to serve that in the pub. James, I should also confess that I had a, a litre of sangria uh, last night as well. Don, Don Simon, Don, Don Simon. Uh, uh, it wasn't Don Simon this time, no. It, it was a Benny Dom gift from my parents. Uh, <clears> but it, it, Don Simon is my favourite. Oh, yeah. But but it was a different one. But I still enjoyed it. Put a bit of banana into it, plenty of ice, and 
Um, gorgeous. So a nice change from there. Just say Don, Don Simon again. Just say it again. Don Simon. You managed to say it with this brilliant Barnsley twang, which is just fantastic. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, right. Well, we've uh, only got a couple of minutes left, so we'll do uh, be a selfie in a minute. So get your glasses and your cans ready and we'll um, we'll do that. Uh, next week, is next week our moonshine special, Laura? Yes, it is. Yes. So that, that is all we can say. It's, it's, our, it's our moonshine special next week. So um, all will be revealed seven days from now. Right then, glasses and cans in the air. Uh, and pull whatever face you so wish. Oh, wait, I need to put some more beer in mine. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, oh. I'm ready. Brilliant. That's that done. Um, and yes, brilliant. Well, Heather, Michael, thank you very much. Um, the best of luck with the future of um, Out and About and um, obviously with your respective venues once the world is back to normal and we're all uh, pouring into your respective pubs for, uh, for many, many, many more beers. Um, and thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And uh, have a great rest of Bank Holiday Weekend, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.